from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast reshipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You know, perhaps uh, Bart Giamatti said it best. The games are designed to break your heart. And yeah, I know he was the former baseball commissioner, but don't tell that to Cody Parkey and the Bears fans. And I know that was last week, but here we are again. Two more teams and their dreams. Well, they were crushed today. It's undeniable. Sports, the greatest reality show, and you can script everything but the outcome. Meanwhile, today, on this 50-year anniversary of the Colts-Joe Namath guarantee game, bet you didn't know that, well, today the Colts were sent packing. And oh, by the way, I'd like to thank the Dallas Cowboys for participating in the 2018 NFL season. Please show yourself out. So what do we learn today? And on that note, welcome back to another edition of Straight Out of Vegas. R.J. Bell is out and about. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. This is the weekend edition of Straight Out of Vegas. As you know, Straight Out of Vegas, well, it airs Monday through Friday right here, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM 83, Channel 83, from 3 to 6 Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern, with R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers, and Jonas Knox. Each day... Well, they take you behind the scenes. Solid commentary, solid insights, all in the world of sports betting. And you can benefit from their years of expertise. On our Saturday edition of Straight Out of Vegas, we look back at the best of. And we'll take another look at their most compelling takes. And, of course, they're all their analysis from the previous week, so you can enjoy them again. Here's the best thing about this concept. 
These best of takes are really designed to look ahead to this week's NFL action. I know we're winding down. But during the week, the guys, they devote five hours to providing the finest content. On the weekends, we distill it down to the best hour. Of course, I will add my own inflection as well because I live in Las Vegas, too. I've been privy to these guys and their know-how for many years. So join us every Saturday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, we want you along for the ride. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. So as we dive in to gather our thoughts, well, you know, the NFL playoffs, as you've seen, they're a time when weaknesses, they're magnified. So make note of that. Example, poor run defenses, they're going to be exploited. Don't be afraid to trust your eyes and read the clues. They're sitting right in front of you. Case in point, remember last week we told you right on this very show, Clemson would beat Alabama. There were three clues, uh, clues, excuse me, three clues my eyes showed me. First, I had real reservations about Bama's defense. They had allowed over 450 yards in the previous two games. Sure enough, Clemson, well, they torched the tide for 483 yards and 44 points. Check. We told you Dabba was 18-4 against the spread for some undefeated teams. Bam. We also told you Saban had never closed the deal as the number one seed. Boom. Three for three. Read the clues. Trust your eyes. And tonight, we're going to try to help you do just that. If you want to win long term in this business, it involves making good decisions based on pertinent information. Remember, long term, which means you're not going to win them all. Because even still, there are no guarantees. Tonight, we also continue our 10-second feature, which is gaining a lot of traction. Why you were sleeping with our own Sleepy J. See, while you're sleeping, the Straight out of Vegas staff, we don't sleep. We work 24-7. We're always looking for ways so you can distress your bookie and impress your friends. If you were listening last week, Sleepy gave you two more winners, solid winners. He gave you the under in the Bears game, and he gave you the over in the national championship claim, Clemson and, and Bama. Now, turn out to the bottom of the hour, I will also take you back inside the Fratterhouse for my weekly commentary. Let me set this up. For some reason, many people always want to be the first in line to predict the final demise of the Patriot Empire. But don't look now. They're one home win away in Foxborough, where they're undefeated this season from their eighth straight AFC title game. Now, see, back on October 6th, when the heat was hot and the Pats were just 1-2 and two the week before, I stated emphatically that I thought rumors of their demise were greatly exaggerated. Meanwhile, by the way, I also sensed pending doom for the Steelers. Now, we're going to replay my Inside the Fratto House from 90 days ago, back on October 6th. And you tell me if I was prescient. All right? But first, let's take a look at today's games. And by the way, heading into today's uh, playoff games, only three teams, and just so you know, only three teams in the NFL this year scored more than 420 points this season. The Colts, the Chiefs, and the Patriots. Okay, well, two of them are still alive. Before today, the Dogs heading into today were 14-1 and in their last 15 playoff games. Philly covered in the Super Bowl. That was it. They were the dog. Not today. Both favorites covered. By the way, if you want to have a little fun looking ahead, whoever wins tomorrow, New England or the Chargers, they'll, they win a trip to Kansas City, and they'll be catching about three and a half points, according to the Westgate here in Las Vegas. Now, if Philly does their magic and they win tomorrow in New Orleans, they'll head to Los Angeles. They'll be catching about six and a half points. But if the Saints hold serve, I expect them to, then the Rams will travel to the Big Easy 
and the Saints will be laying about three and a half. But let's quickly take a look back today before we look forward. Now, give it up. Andrew Luck and his amazing 11-game run is over. And in his first cut, R.J. and Fezzik explain why the 11-game stretch that the Colts, well, they had, tells you everything you need to know about their strengths and weaknesses and how a healthy Andrew Luck managed to add a whole new dimension to Frank Reich's offense. Let's give it a listen. I'm always worried about arbitrary start points, right? As in, oh, the last four games or the last two and a half quarters, or if you don't count that first half because it was a 10 a.m. start. So, Fez, make the case why the 11 games is more meaningful than the 16. Because if you look at the whole 16 games, the entire season, you don't think the Colts are better than KC for the season, right? No. So why are the 11 games more applicable? Because Andrew Luck got healthy during the course of the season. Back in September, his shoulder just wasn't right. We saw he wasn't able to throw the ball downfield. Hey, we got to bring in Jacoby Brissett to throw a Hail Mary because Luck can't throw it more than 50 yards Early in October, that started to change. By the end of the year, Luck's arm strength had really improved. And you have an amazing stat with Luck. If you look at every game, September, October, November, he never once, Andrew Luck, ran the ball more than five times. So he wasn't running the ball. There's been five games since December. In those five games, four of the five, he ran the ball over five times. So for three months, it never happens. And now, 80% of the games, the last five, Andrew Luck's running more. And a mobile quarterback is a sign of health, his willingness to run, Andrew Luck, but also is a sign of danger for the opposing defense in the playoffs because running quarterbacks in the playoffs are more inclined to run, and they're very successful. We've certainly seen Russell Wilson, and we've seen Aaron Rodgers accomplish that. All right, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I was very fascinated by the Colts the last three months. Look at the evolution of their season. They were 1-3 and three in the first quadrant, 2-2 two and two in the second quadrant, 3-1 and one in the third, 4-0 and one in the fourth. They started the season 1-5, and five, and in one of those losses, they blew a 24-6 lead to the Texans, lost in overtime. But, man, did they get it together. They were 10-1 and one in their last 11 before today, and they really looked good doing it. Converting third downs at 49%. They marched off the number one defense in points allowed since week seven. What if I told you, again, I'm repeating myself, Colts were one of three teams to score more than 420 points this season. Did I mention in the Colts' 9-1 regular season run, they outscored teams by an average of 11 points? Then last week in the playoffs, they beat the Texans 21-7. It wasn't even that close. But today, reality set in. The Colts, well... They managed one offensive touchdown, and it was meaningless. And that third down conversion, what does it matter now? They were 0 for 9 today on third down conversions. And Sleepy, Sleepy reminded us off air what we've always known about hot house teams. And today, it reared its head. Yeah, Bernie. Indy only played one cold-weather game this entire season. That was on Sunday, December the 30th. But go through their entire schedule. Not one game did they have to play in cold weather indoor team obviously they're playing on turf now you send them out uh in the playoffs here in kansas city on grass but i thought the cold was one thing but the fact that the track was covered in snow i really thought that was uh, you know and it turned out you know sleepy i'll tell you what let's just give the chiefs credit everything went out the window even the chiefs all right Man, I mean, everything pointed to the Colts today. In the history of the NFL, when a rookie quarterback starting his first ever... Well, I'm sorry. Mahomes is not a rookie. He was a virgin quarterback in the playoffs, though, right? 
starting their first playoff game and facing a quarterback who was not starting his first ever playoff game, 2-19. Mahomes put that to rest. Chiefs are only 3-3 three three in their last six. Two of those wins were against the Raiders. Put that to rest today. Chiefs 31st ranked defense. Well, you figure they'd have trouble stopping the run, right? Because Marlon Mack ran for 148 yards last week against Houston in the wild card round. The Texans hadn't surrendered a 100-yard rusher all season. So the question would be, what did you trust? What the season did or what the uh, uh, Chiefs did during the regular season or now? And by the way, since Kareem Hunt's departure, Chiefs were only 1-6 against the spread. All right. All out the window. Mahomes was brilliant. Didn't even throw a touchdown pass. KC's defense completely shut down Mar- Marlon Mack. They forced turnovers, and they flustered the Colts all day. My God, I think they just jumped off sides in the middle of this monologue. <laughs> Let's move on, all right? Let's talk about the Cowboys and the Rams, all right? One of the questions going into the game was how healthy was Todd Gurley? He hadn't, Todd Gurley hadn't played in three games, uh, three weeks, excuse me. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys, well, hey, they were the youngest playoff team in 21 years. Not a single starter on their roster over 30. Now, Sean Lee's 30, but he didn't start today. By the way, two off decades for Dallas. They're 0 5 in the divisional round since 1995. To win this game, the Cowboys would have needed to run the ball and control time of possession. When they held the ball this year for more than 33 minutes a game, they were 6 0. That did not happen today. And the Rams rushed defense only ranked 23rd, but man, they stepped up. By the way, since 2006, underdogs of seven or more in the divisional round were 16-8 against the spread, and the Rams were 0-2-1 against the spread versus playoff teams this year. Again, all out the window. Now, in this cut, RJ and Fezzik broke down the expected performance of Todd Gurley in this game and his health and how Vegas interpreted things and their perspective on how it might affect the game. Let's give it a listen. Now, Dallas has a pretty good rush defense. Another example of a pretty good rush defense, the Saints. When the Rams played the Saints, and this was in New Orleans, so you would expect the Rams, they were underdogs, might not be able to run as much as they'd want. The over-under for rush yards Vegas set for Gurley was like 96. Now, Gurley over-under rush yards against Dallas, Fez? Down to 78 and a half. So think about this. About the same quality D, wouldn't you agree? Dallas against the run, Saints against the run? Sure. If anything, Saints are a little better, but close, let's call it. On one hand, the over-under for rush yards for Gurley when he's healthy is almost 100, and now it's below 80. The Vegas market is telling you. doesn't mean it's true, but the Vegas market believes Gurley is not 100%. Now, here's why R.J. and Fezzik's concern was so justified. This is the other side of the coin. Give the Cowboys credit. Last week, they held the league's top ground attack, the Seattle Seahawks, to only 73 yards. Granted, Dallas was killed through the air by Russell Wilson, but for Goff to be effective, running lanes would need to be opened by Todd Gurley. Again, everything out the window. The Rams rushed for 273 yards on the ground today. Both Gurley and C.J. Anderson rushed for over 100 yards each. And, oh, by the way, the Cowboys also struggle on third down, going one of ten. Let's move along. Uh, before we get to the two games tomorrow, I thought the guys had some really intelligent, interesting conversations about this week. If you haven't noticed, football is really evolved. It's so much more offensive now. You know the old defense wins championships? Well, maybe not so much. In this cut, RJ examines whether or not, by the way, health issues and head injuries 
can possibly deplete the talent pool in the future of the NFL with less participation in high schools. But Brad Powers points out that given the new rule changes and safety priorities, offenses have changed, thus creating fertile ground for upcoming quarterbacks. Let's give it a listen. The existential crisis for the NFL is head injury. If kids stop playing football, eventually football won't be king. So they got to do what they got to do. But I think it's more than just the rules. I think it's the popularity of football itself, the seven-on-sevens. Now, you're the college expert. You actually do some serious work when it comes to high school recruiting. Rumor was you used to bat, you used to have to lay 120, but you bet a few high school games <laughs> when you're bat. I'm not saying you did yeah. or didn't. Explain to me why the, the change at the high school level is affecting offense being so dominant today. Well, you mentioned it seven on sevens. There's more specialization at the high school level. And kids, when you were growing up, RJ playing three different sports. That's not necessarily the case. If you want to not very well, but I was. Yes. Three different <laughs> sports. Specialization is the key. Now now this kid is playing football twelve months out of the year. So you get specialization at the quarterback spot. And we're seeing it not only in the NFL, these young guys being able to compete immediately, but even at the college. Very recently, last four or five years, these very young quarterbacks can come in right away and win at a championship level. Clearly, many quarterbacks having success sooner in the NFL. Some right away, given the fact that NFL-style offenses are now being taught at the lower levels. Again, a byproduct of player safety. Frankly, football's become basketball on turf. You put athletes in space to make plays. That is what's happening now. we got a ton to get to tonight. We're going to talk more about this offensive phenomenon. Get to both games tomorrow and uh, my Inside the Fratto House commentary. I'm Bernie Fratto. And we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And we remind you that Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. All right, let's dive back into this offense versus defense argument. You know, again, you've heard the old argument, defense wins championship, but this is 2019. This isn't your father's game anymore. Now, in this cut, RJ and Fezzik have a nice back and forth about what would you rather have, a prolific offense or let's give it a listen. How important is offense? How important is defense when it comes to winning in the NFL in 2019? I don't know if you heard. It's 2019. Did you know that, Fez? I'm writing it down. I'm I'm guessing you wrote uh, 2018 a few times in the last week. I wrote 2009 once. (laughs) (laughs) Recently? Yes. (laughs) At least he's honest. But things have changed. And I would make the following point, and I'm going to ask this question and answer honestly. Seven years ago, let's just... Use a lucky seven. It's been a while. Not that long ago. 2012. Doesn't when Romney and Obama were running, doesn't seem like that long ago. All right. Okay. If you would have had a team that was the second best offense and the 19th best defense. And oh, by the way, that's what we have with the Rams. Well, would you rather have a good offense or good defense? Just ask the Chiefs. Their offense has been cartoon-like this year. But, yeah, didn't they score 51 points in a game earlier in the year and lose? But they are in the AFC Championship game. So to that end, let's face it, offense and points, they equal wins. Now, in this cut, RJ points out that the top five offenses in the league this season They're starting to prove the formula for success in this new NFL is right there in front of you. You want to make the playoffs? RJ points out through simple deductive reasoning what you really need to focus on circa 2019. Let's give it a listen. The top five offenses in the NFL are all still playing. They're all part of the division round, all part of the final eight teams. So if you're first, you're in. You're second, you're in. Third, fourth, fifth, you're in. It's pretty good. It's pretty much, if you want to be in, be a top offense. Because if you're in business, whatever goals you're setting, the questions 
a core question is, what is the key result you need to achieve in order to reach your goal, to reach your objective? What's the objective in the NFL? It's to advance. It's to play deep into the playoffs, ultimately to win a Super Bowl. What are the elements? What are the key results you need? You might say, well, we want a good coach. Well, there's some pretty good coaches that aren't even playing right now. John Harbaugh, very good coach. So what's the correlation between good coach and winning? I think it's fairly high. And you might say, okay, well, what's the correlation between defense and winning, advancing in the playoffs? Well, the number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven defense are all out. Boy, if one, two, three, four, and five on offense are in and zero of seven top defenses are in, the strongest correlation you can have is going to be offense equals winning. I said at the top of the hour, and I'll say it again, I'm not stuttering, only three teams scored north of 420 points this season. Two are still alive, the Chiefs and the Pats. By the way, the Chiefs scored north of 30 points 13 times this season, including today. However, offense can't do it alone. In this cut... RJ points out how an offense can take you a long way, but it can't truly compensate for a porous defense. It's not just about pure numbers only. In fact, numbers can be very deceiving, so you really have to analyze closely. The numbers have a context. Let's take a listen. I do think it's interesting. We kind of got an idea. Well, there's great offenses and bad defenses. Well, actually, no. There's only one defense of the final eight worse than 19 based on DVOA. So what I'm, what we're seeing here is to be really good in the NFL in 2019, you've got to have a great offense, but you can't have a bad defense. Now, Kansas City, which has the number one offense, is trying to compensate. By being so great on offense, they can compensate. But boy, I tell you, the, usually numbers point you in a direction, but they don't paint such a clear picture. I mean, <laughs> four favorites on division round weekend are on the top five in offense, and there isn't one team left in the top. The top seven defenses in the NFL are all sitting at home. Boy, that is strong. All right, so what's the moral of this little soliloquy here? Stats can confuse you. That's why you really have to let the pros, like RJ Fezzik, uh, R.J. Fezzik, R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik, and Brad Powers. Let them help you solve the puzzle. They do it every day right here on Straight of, out of Vegas, 3 to 4 Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern. Now, real quickly on the Chiefs, he was talking about them. We know their defense, their defense has been stinky. I mean, you could argue they're the worst defense in the league. In many metrics, they're 31st. But look what they did today when they had to, okay? They held the Colts. 0 for 9 on third down conversions, even though the Colts in the last 10 weeks, 11 weeks, 49% conversion on third down, including the first seven against Houston last week. The Chiefs shut down their run game of the Colts. Marlon Mack was ineffective. They forced turnovers. They even slapped one out of Andrew Luck's hand. And the truth of the matter is they really flustered. They flustered the, Col uh, the Colts all day long. So, yes, an offense can take you a long way, but it can't compensate for a porous defense. But the Chiefs played just enough defense today to get it done. So give them credit, even though we both know that 
they're there because of their offense. All right, when we come back, we're going to take you back to an Inside the Frato House I did back on October 6th. You let me know if you think I was prescient. But first, let's go to the Poet Laureate of Update Anchors. That would be my man, Roth Irvin, with the latest. Well, thank you very much, Bernie. And we start, of course, with the NFL, where all week long everyone's been talking about coaching hires, coaching hires, who's the next guy, and what's his lineage in coaching? Well, today, the Rams made us forget about all that. Final knee from Jared Goff. Sean McVay, the youngest coach in NFL history to win a postseason game. The story of the week in the NFL. Who is the next Sean McVay? Not the Rams' concern. They've got the original. They've got the win. 30-22 over the Dallas Cowboys. Next stop, the NFC Championship game. 93-1 Jack FM and the Rams radio network with the call as L.A. does beat Dallas 30-22 in advance to take on either Philadelphia or New Orleans for the NFC title. Earlier in the day, Kansas City, a 31-13 win over Indianapolis. The Chiefs get their first postseason win since 1993 and will host their first ever AFC title game. They'll take on either New England or the L.A. Chargers. Of course, Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience on the NBA hardwood. Oklahoma City got double doubles from Russell Westbrook and Paul George. They beat San Antonio 122 112. Carl Anthony Towns, 27 points, 27 rebounds. Minnesota beats New Orleans 110 106. And Utah, 110-102 win over Chicago. Donovan Mitchell with 34 points. Back to you. Hey, Roth, quick question. Patriots tomorrow, the most polarizing team in the history of the universe. Are you hoping they win tomorrow and keep the train going, or are you hoping they lose tomorrow? I want the best team to win, and if the Patriots beat the Chargers, then they'll have earned it. That's the man that could run for mayor of Los Angeles and win. That was a very politically correct answer, my good man. Vince Close, your turn. I actually agree with Ralph on that. I think it's going to be, it's got to be the better team. And whoever comes out the winner is, you know, your better team. So I don't really have a, you know, a favorite in it, but, you know, we'll just say it. It's, it's one of those things. All right. Thanks, guys. Look, back on October 6th, everybody was predicting their demise. I had a different feeling. So let's take you back to October 6th and the inside the Frater House that I put forth that evening. Let's take a listen. Since last Saturday's show, the New England Patriots have played not one, but two football games, and they've won them both by double digits, scoring 76 points in the process. Now, the Pats are 3-2. and two. So is it fair to say that rumors of their demise was greatly exaggerated? Now, see, this we know about Belichick teams. They evolve. They improve. They get better. They get better as the season goes on. Why do you think they've made it to seven straight AFC title games? Now... They've got some weapons back. I told you last week, without Julian Edelman, New England was converting third downs at a 25% efficiency. With Edelman back last Thursday night, New England's third down efficiency jumped to 50%. They were 5 for 10. Meanwhile, Josh Gordon, he's starting to look the part. Stay tuned. That can only help Gronk. By the way, the last time Brady had Gronk and Edelman on the field together before Thursday night was November 2016. So if they stay healthy, and I know that's a big if, look out. Now, you don't think Belichick will find a way to improve that defense? He's a defensive genius. Just ask Bill Parcells. Parcells never won a Super Bowl without Belichick by his side. 
Bill Belichick will do what he has to do. He'll change personnel groupings, schemes, formations, whatever. He's 31-3 and in Foxborough in his career in the month of October, and they've got another home game next week. The moral? Go to sleep on the Pats at your own risk. They've won and covered easily in their last two weeks. I think that's a portent for more to come. Now, on to Pittsburgh. We'll know more Sunday, but I think there's serious cause for concern in Steeler country. Their defense couldn't stop a parade. They've given up, what, 95 points in the last three games? Now, heading into October, the Steelers, this proud franchise, a pillar of stability for 50 years, they're showing serious chinks in the armor, evidenced by the fact they have one win heading, heading into October. Now, did I mention... They can't run the ball? Since week one, when James Conner had 159 yards versus Cleveland, in a tie, I might add, they're averaging 43 yards per game on the ground. That's it. That translates to less than three yards per carry. Does that sound like the Steelers to you? Can't stop anybody on defense? Can't run the ball? Meanwhile, head coach Mike Tomlin, he's now under the microscope. Now, he deserves the benefit of the doubt because of his multiple 10-win seasons and Super Bowl pedigree, but the culture looks very abnormal now in Pittsburgh. And by the way, did you notice I didn't even mention Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown? Well, that's because I'm sick and tired of talking about them. For what it's worth, the Steelers are home against the Falcons tomorrow, and they're a short three-point favorite. And frankly, I do expect them to take care of business here. You know, the Falcons are a dome team. Put them outside in a hostile environment, and that's tough duty, and I expect Pittsburgh's best effort. But keep in mind, the Steelers have been particularly bad in the second half of games this year. They've been outscored 29 to nothing in the, in the second halves of their games in the last two weeks. So if the Steelers win Sunday, okay, they'll get a temporary stay of execution. But if they don't, take cover, Steeler Nation. This could get ugly. We'll see if it was so easy. While the Pats go for their eighth straight AFC championship game, the Steelers are sitting at home. Well, did I turn out to be right? I think so. And then we'll see tomorrow. I'm going to break down the Patriots in my last game. Uh, Before I move on to the next cut, RJ is going to give his best bet of the week. I want to give huge props to my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. That would be Vince Close, Iowa Sam, and Rolf Irvin. Great job, guys, turning all the dials and keeping us glued together. All right, in this next cut... RJ, as I said, his best bet, and involves a team total. Okay, now listen, because it involves the Saints. That way, if Foles pulls a rabbit out of his hat again and does more Foles magic, you won't be affected. Because, see, Breeze and the Saints offense, well, they match up very well against what Philly will almost certainly want to do defensively. Let's have a listen. Here's my audible best bet, RJ Bell. Over 29.5 points for the Saints. So you can do team totals, and pretty much any bookie's going to let you do this. If not, shop around. Over 29 and a half points. Now, Fez said, I'm scared of Nick Foles. Some might laugh at that. I, I, my guess is tens of thousands laughed across the country at you, Fez. But all that said, they were wrong, because I'm kind of scared of Nick Foles, too, just in a more manly way, I think. And to <laughs> me... I don't want to get involved with Nick Foles and his magic. What I want is the Saints offense against the Philly defense. Because what else does Philly have to offer? Philly has to offer a great pass rush. Well, who's got a great O-line and who gets rid of the ball quicker than anyone? So the Saints team is built exploit the Eagles. Why? Because the big pass rush doesn't really matter for the Eagles that much with Breeze. And, oh, the D-backs are terrible. Let's forget Foles. Over 29.5 for the Saints. Best bet of the week. 
You know, 13 different DBs played for the Eagles this year. I got to believe Breeze does go off. And, you know, Sean Payton went viral this last week when he wheeled in $225,000 in cash and the Lombardi Trophy. Looked at his team and said, you want one of these? Just win three games. Now, can the Nick Foles divine magic continue once again? In truth, this is now the seventh straight must-win game that Foles is starting. Must win for me is not really a good thing. Why? Because every year, 31 of the 32 teams will lose the game they, quote, must win. You get the picture. Now, Foles is going to take a 105 rating, quarterback rating, into this game, the highest quarterback rating in the modern era. Foles is also 10-2 and straight up as a starter. And, by the way, give some credit to the Eagles. Smash Mouth defense returned to Philadelphia four weeks ago when they spanked the Rams in L.A. They were 13-point dogs. Now, that's ancient history. Schwartz's defense, Jim Schwartz's defense, well, they drove Mitch Trubisky nuts last week with some various games he couldn't handle. Can he do it again? I'm not so sure. We're going to find out. The Saints, are, the Saints are scary at home. They average 34 points per game, almost seven yards per play. And Breeze's quarterback rating is a cool 133 in the Big Easy. Yep, it's true. The Saints were only 4-4 four and four at home this year, but they were 2-0 versus playoff teams. Phillies win last week, and Chicago was borderline miraculous. Here's why. They lost a turnover battle by two, and they netted less than 300 yards. That's a deadly combination. Yet they still won. The prior 42 times in the NFL that had happened in the playoffs, teams in that situation were 0-42. By the way, this is also the third straight game on the road for the Eagles. Needless to say, I like the Saints a lot. When we come back on the other side, we've got another why you were sleeping vignette. And when we come back on the other side, we've got Pat's and uh, Chargers to talk about. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. That's A-U-T-O. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Before we move ahead to Chargers, New England, let's go to our man Sleepy J for another Why You Were Sleeping vignette. You just heard RJ's best bet on the uh, Saints-Eagles. Sleepy's got something similar. Yeah, we just heard RJ talk about how Fezzik was scared of Nick Foles. Let's face it, Foles is a different animal in the playoffs. But if you're scared of Nick Foles, that tells me Philly's going to score points. I expect the Eagles to score. We know the Saints are going to put points up on the board. They put 48 up on already on the Eagles this season. So I like the over in the game. Philly scores, Saints score. My best bet, Eagles, Saints, over 51 and a half. 51 and a half. There you go, sleepy been hot. Got on that over last week, Bama. Clemson cashed nicely. All right, Chargers, New England. We might be getting to my best bet here. Chargers catching four, the total 47.5. Oh, yeah, nothing. Brady just 19-3 and three straight up in home playoff games. But in this cut, you know, obviously the schedule makers didn't do the Chargers any favors. They get to travel across country to play another 10 a.m. Pacific time game for the second week in a row. And in this cut, Fezzik literally breaks down the travel in the last three weeks like a travel agent. And RJ not only helps you understand the miles logged and the physical toll this has to take on the Chargers, RJ also uses the word disparate. Disparate, not desperate. And he explains why. Finally, Fezzik talks about a certain malady Philip Rivers has and his company, and they are sure to experience due to their world travel. Let's give it a listen. 
Yeah, I like New England here. It's all about the horrible travel spot for the Chargers as my number one factor. Week 17 of the regular season, they travel to altitude at Denver. Then they come back to Los Angeles and then playoff game at Baltimore, all the way across the country. Then they don't stay out on the East Coast. They fly back to L.A., and now they're flying to Boston. That is a whole lot of travel. 10,000 miles during those trips, and during that time, Bill Belichick has traveled from his bedroom (laughs) to his office and film room, that triangle, because literally week 16, home, double-digit favorites, Bills win easily. Week 17, home, double-digit favorite, Jets win easily. Then a bye. I would make the case this is the most disparate rest situation I've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, I'm, I, maybe I don't, re- I don't remember another one where the Patriots are about as rested as a team can be. And oh, by the way, the Chargers, three in a row, four out of five on the road also. So road home, road, 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 cross the country, another 10 a.m. start. Wow. So I think it's both the fatigue of the Chargers and the rest of the Pats. That contrast is the key. Yes, and that physical fatigue might just translate to more fatigue due to the weather. 26 degrees here in Boston and a team from Los Angeles. All right, so you hear that word disparate. You know what that means? It means when you compare... The last three weeks for the Chargers and all that travel, 10,000 miles, all those cities, and Belichick going back and forth with his desk and back, and the Pats going nowhere, sitting home resting. Disparate means it's not even comparable what these two teams have had to go through the last three weeks. And remember I said, Brady, 19-3 and straight up, home playoff games, average margin of victory in those games, 14 points. The Pats are my best bet tomorrow, just for giggles. Tom Brady is 7-0 all-time versus Phillip Rivers, so that makes Rivers 0-7 versus Brady. I know, you've already heard the talking heads say that all week. That's no revelation. People that listen to this show are smart. In addition, those seven games versus Belichick and company, Rivers, yeah, he has 10 touchdowns, but he's turned the ball over 14 times. Good for a paltry 80 quarterback rating. Expect Rivers to face a very stingy Patriots defense tomorrow. You know, I don't think they get enough credit. I know they don't rank great over the course of 17 games, 16 games, excuse me. But they've only allowed, or they've allowed under 20 points in seven of their last nine games. And guess what? The Patriots like to come out fast in these games. They're 97-8 and eight when they score first. They're 13-2 in the playoffs when they draw first blood. And let's not forget the Belichick versus Anthony Lynn factor. Anthony Lynn's done an outstanding job with this team, but I'm sorry. When you got experience versus prowess potential, who are you going to trust? And let's not forget the weather. We're expecting high 20s, possible snow, typical New England Sunday. Now, before I give my final closing thoughts on this game, let's go to our man Sleepy J for another While You Were Sleeping vignette. He's got a perspective on this game. Yeah, this week on uh, Straight Out of Vegas, RJ and Fezzik spoke about professional bettors having a certain type of gut feeling. I have that gut feeling for this Chargers-Pats game. It's telling me just past the game, Bernie, so I'm not going to bet it. You know, one of the best things about living in Las Vegas, we got college basketball, NBA, hockey. I can find much better bets tomorrow in those sports. I don't have to bet this game tomorrow. I'm taking RJ's advice with the gut feeling. I'm going to go ahead, trust it. I'm passing. 
All right. Well, I'm going to jump right in where you jump off. But by the way, we remind you, Straight Out of Vegas, brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. All right, let me finish my thought on the Patriots tomorrow. They fit a daunting trend. Now, follow this. It's got a couple of twists and turns, but I'll go slow. Whenever a playoff team loses its final playoff game as a favorite, okay, that's the Patriots. They lost outright as a favorite last year in the Super Bowl. But they return to the playoffs the following season. That's the Patriots. They have a bye week. That's the Patriots. And they're a home favorite. Also the Patriots. In their very next playoff game, that would be tomorrow, wait for it, the Patriots in this spot are 22-2 and two straight up and 18-4 and four against the spread. And by the way, the Patriots are 9-0 when their opponent rushes for 96 yards or less. And Melvin Gordon's nicked up. Gordon's gone four straight games with less than 70 yards per game rushing against the New England defense. And I, as I've already said, I don't think they get enough credit. By the way, I don't have a lot of time to break this down tomorrow, but if you're into college basketball, take the Oregon Ducks minus five points over USC. It's a triple revenge game. The Ducks are 6-2 and two against the spread against USC in their last eight USC's got UCLA coming up. Dana Altman will have his team ready. That's not a real scientific analysis, but I think you'll get yourself a cash tomorrow, all right? It's all about motivation, and the Ducks are very much going to have it tomorrow. Okay, folks, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. But don't you go anywhere. Up next, a dude, when he drives his new car off the lot, it goes up in value. Yep, it's my man, Jonas Knox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate Hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.